Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's one and all of you, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News. Check us out, roguenews.com, where you will find all the hard information and details. You can go there, roguenews.com. We have uh, the uh, the show that we did yesterday with the death of Sean Roden. That is posted there. Uh, so make sure you guys go check it out. Um, and also check out our paid sponsors, uh, mycbdedibles.com, mycbdedibles.com, where you can pour all your CBD edible goodness. And folks, the thing is also that um, on roguenews.com, we are revamping and about to launch a whole new site. Uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. Uh, some pretty exclusive content coming that way in that direction. We're on every single podcasting app that's out there. So there's like multiple platforms we're on. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on, um, on uh, what is it called? Uh, TuneIn. Uh, soon we'll be on Spotify as well. So we're, we're everywhere, man. We're on Stitcher. We're on everything. So And hell, we're even on Pinterest. So when you're uh, getting curtain ideas and ideas for what to do for your flooring, for your house, or, or your wardrobe, uh, you can check out Rogue over there on Pinterest as well. And we have a special guest with us. It's my good friend, my good buddy, Crypto Cowboy, my man, the Sicilian Scallion himself. He's joining us. What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I, I love your tag there, Gavin's. <laughs> I, see, I see you, wet nurse. Yeah, you know, there's uh, rumors out there that he got damaged from from a jab. I, I don't know yeah. what's uh, what's been confirmed or not. Yeah, uh, uh, we, well, Breitbart broke that he was actually at the Getty's, uh, um, uh, the billionaire Getty family from the Getty gas station, their oil, petroleum and oil business. He was at one of their weddings, but uh, there is rumors that, and that was you know the whole before the whole climate thing. But then he's gone; he's disappeared. There are rumors that he probably got some side effect where is either uh, uh, Guillaume Beret, maybe Bell's, Paul, Bell's palsy, uh, his face could be somewhat paralyzed. Uh, so I don't know what Patrick Bateman's going to be doing. Uh, he has a live stream today to talk to California's administrators and state officials. So I don't know how he's going to look. Will they, will they put some sort of a, 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 a deep fake on his face while he talks? Who knows? <laughs> does uh, Does – uh, Bateman, does Patrick Bateman look at Gavin Newsom and say, I have a slightly better haircut? <laughs> Would you give us your American Psycho impersonation? This is like the best. Go ahead. Oh, shit. Hold on, man. I lost my audio. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit. Hold on. All right. I'm back. Sorry All about right. that. Folks, we have uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> commenting on Gavin Newsom's hair. Go ahead. This this dickhead Marcus Halberstrand. He has a slightly better haircut as he's in the ICU getting his medicine from the wet nurse. <laughs> Dude, that is so good. <laughs> that is so good. Oh, man. Folks, Crypto Cowboy is with us because a couple things that he he's, you know, I like to bring his expertise. He's He is one of the best chartists I know. He's one of the best guys in the technicals, he is the he is the technician of the technicals. He is the Einstein behind the charts. He is the one and only 
Cuomo of the Cuomo clouds because he likes to pinch them nipples and uh, make it happen. You know, make it happen. So anyway, uh, crypto, I, I would love for you to order. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know After that introduction, I'm not sure what you want me to do on the show. That's awesome. Nipple rings Cuomo, man. I think it had to do with the wet nurse thing. You know, yeah, that's what it was. I think my mind headed in that direction, you know, <laughs> nerves, nipples, and Cuomo, you know, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Well, let's go with that. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Ahead, so man. let's, I'm going to do a share screen and we're going to take a look at some charts. Uh, we're going to say again, I'm telling CJ to pull up your screen. Yeah, so we're going to start with the toilet paper manufacturers because basically, you know, I think that uh, the commentary yesterday and the theory from V, and I believe that theory is correct, is that these, you know, V, why don't you go ahead and read state what you're talking about with the pump and dump? That way people have some kind of a context to these charts. Sure. Uh, one of the things I've always highlighted for years is that we make absolutely nothing in this country. Like our biggest exports are trash and recyclables you can google it, you can look it up yourself it's trash and recyclables that's what we make you and, and apart from trash and recyclables the only biggest industry we really truly have that's almost vertically integrated at this point is is pharmaceuticals and 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 the pharmaceuticals have been losing ground i mean they're they're out of diseases to conquer and let's be honest you, you we all laughed at when they rolled out the re restless leg syndrome medication well, crypto you remember that one Oh, good lord! Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I and, and I used to shake my legs a lot. I, I I sit there and you know always shaking my legs. My wife used to always punch me like, "Hey, stop shaking your legs!" You know, you always have the leg shaking. And then eventually, I grew out of it. But they have a damn medication for everything. I mean, you hear these drug ads all the time. Do you go to sleep at night? Do you wake up in the morning? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have that problem. Do you suddenly feel tired? Yeah, I do. Do you have a twitch in your elbow? Oh, yeah. Does it burn when you pee? Then you need. You know, <laughs> by pretty much, you know, think about it, right? Their entire market for the pharmaceutical industries are the boomers, right? The majority of the market share for the pharmaceutical industries are the boomers. Younger people are not on prescription drugs except for psychotropics, which, you know, they're all depressed because they all – they're all suffering some sort of microaggression crypto. They're always suffering some sort of a uh, uh, some. They're always oppressed. So the young people, these dumbass millennials and these uh, Zoomers that are coming up, they all under. They're all they're all in the psychotropics, right? But apart from that, big pharma has been losing out in this country for quite a while. It's been abysmal, and they needed a Pearl Harbor like event. And I think we got that in March 2020 when we were only supposed to shut down for what 15 days. It's only going to be 15 days to flatten the curve. Came out to 580 days to flatten the economy. So <laughs> that's so it looks like a massive pump and dump. So that's where crypto. I have crypto on, and if you could break that down for us, man, what have you found? I mean, you, you're the guy with the technical expertise. Tell us, my great sage of the technicals. Oh well, uh, fortunately, this is actually a pretty simple analysis, and I thought I would start with the toilet paper makers because yes. you know that seemed pretty obvious. Um, now, if you're looking at the chart, I've kind of have. I've looked at this as an opportunity for these people to do what you're talking about, this pump and dump in the March, 2020 COVID meltdown. Um, so there was a, a meltdown in stocks and it just was over, I don't know, like a week or two. We lost, I don't know, 20% or something like that is maybe 25, 30% of some stocks on average. Um, the Dow Jones just really, really took a dive. And uh, you know, my buddy V actually told me back in November, December, um, that a lot of people were wanting out positions and we actually knew this was coming. So because I got my buddy V, I was able to let go of my equities. Um, now, before we even get into talking about charts, just a reminder that none of this is investment advice. I'm merely reviewing historical charts, so I'm not making any recommendations. And if you do want to risk your money on markets, go talk to a, a professional uh, licensed person. So that being said, we'll start at the meltdown. And that's when I think the opportunity arose when everybody was repositioned, every all of the uh, you know the large players, the masters of the financial universe, um, and we see a very large divergence. Let me see here. We have Procter and Gamble from negative twenty three percent of the average that we kind of have just sitting right here, um, all the way up to seventeen percent. 
So that comes out to 23, 33, about 40% gain in that period of time. Um, now that we'll, we'll have at the peak here, November of 2020 and the peak there, as far as the Dow is concerned, the Dow took a nasty dive and there were some more opportunities in the Dow if you were you know smart enough or whatever to kind of buy one of those indexes lower, but you're still only looking at, <clears throat> let's see here. I have to move the chart a bit. So we got negative 25 to say 12. So that's uh, 37%. So we have toilet paper outperforming by about 3% in a percent gain. And I wanted to start there because I know the big ones we're looking at are going to be, I think, Pfizer and Moderna. That's a V. That's the, those are the ones you're talking about yesterday. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah Pfizer, Moderna, and then J&J. Yeah. Oh, J&J. We could look at that too. Um, I did bring up some other stocks too, because we're going to look at stuff that did well in a pandemic when mm. people are just sitting at home, uh, falling asleep, with potato chips on their chest. Uh, for example, Amazon ordering stuff. You don't have to go to stores. And plus they have prime. I believe prime is included in that, uh, you know, in that basket. Um, so we're looking at the Dow from March 17th, 2020 from negative 30 all the way to this peak. We'll use November because that's kind of, we'll stay consistent there. So negative one. So we're looking at a gain of like, oh, 30%. Um, now we're looking at Amazon. And from that same date, we go negative 24, <clears throat> excuse me, all the way up to 63. So you're looking at about a 90% gain from that, uh, you know, from that perspective. Um, also Netflix, you know, first of all, let, let's put that into perspective. So yeah, sure. You got 30% if you just stayed in your 401k, but if you happen to have the news ahead of time, if you say use the same option traders as somebody's name that rhymes with pansy Nemosi, um, mm -hmm. then, you know, you have the right information and you could go ahead and, and, you know, buy some options or whatever it is they do in their uh, free time. So we like to call her the town drunk. Yeah, that's about right. That's, that's about right. She, she's, she embarrasses me and, and my Italians. She's terrible. I remember years and years ago, my grandfather says, I can't stand her. I think she's crazy. All right, she's so, a fake paisan, bro. That's what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I like dude. to put a pie in her face. I don't know um, any, dude, I don't know any Italian who's a real Italian who's a far leftist. I'm sorry. I don't know anybody who's Italian who's a far leftist. I, I don't. Well, yeah, I uh, no, I, you know, I don't either. I mean, I'm with you on that. The the Southern Europeans tend to be a, a bit more manly. Hardcore. Um, a bit more hardcore, yeah. So, you know, that's that. Uh, without getting too far into the cultural side. Um, so we got uh, Amazon, we got Netflix. Uh, so the bottom there, again, we're, we we know that the Dow is about, I think, a 30% gain. We'll go ahead and confirm that really quick in that period of time. From that March meltdown at negative 27 up to, uh, we'll go to November. That's what we've been using. So October in this case, um, negative 27 to four. So yeah, that's in this particular case, it's a little less than, a little more than 30, so five. Yeah, so we'll stick with 30. We'll just, with, we know the Dow went up about 30% in that period of time. Here with uh, Netflix, where everybody's just sitting at home watching TV, they don't have to go anywhere. Um, you got from negative 8.5% all the way to 79%. So you're, you're up to about 87, 88% gain, pretty much the same as Amazon. Um, DocuSign, another great example. Uh, you have that same 30%. We'll go ahead and use yeah. September of 2020 just to have a peak. And it's yeah. going to be pretty close to November. So we'll just kind of stick with that 30%. Um, and we got from 10% all the way up to 290%. So you had a 300% gain in DocuSign, which was yeah, obviously we're not doing business meetings anymore, not in person yeah. because of, uh, you know, a, 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 uh, a Shmayo Beppin. Um, Shmayo Beppin. Shmayo Beppin. Now, do it now. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. Three hundred percent on DocuSign. Um, we'll go ahead and we'll get to Pfizer now. So we have right, that thirty percent. Um, so see, we're at twenty twenty all the way up to. So in this particular case, the peak we'll use October, late October, early November. That's a good yeah. peak, right? So we went one point five seven. So we're kind of matching the Dow in this particular case. Um, with Pfizer. So Pfizer, yeah, if you really knew what was going on, you could see in this particular case, Pfizer vastly outperformed. And, uh, you know, these, the, uh, the Dow in this kind of uh, little bumps up. So I guarantee you that some of this was able to be, uh, we'll say traded 
<laughs> with mm -hmm. prejudice, yeah. <laughs> perhaps if you knew the right information. I mean, look, you got the the Dow going up from negative thirty percent, and in the same period up to eighteen. So you got a twelve percent gain in the Dow, but you have uh, let's see negative twenty five all the way up to two. So you, you know it more than doubles the Dow, probably in both those circumstances. So Pfizer, obviously, an opportunity. Um, and I, you know, I'm not really an equities guy, more of a forex and crypto guy. Um, but I was watching the equities because I kind of, you know, I, I know the gorilla and I just know what's happening. So we got uh, here. This is the big one. This is the fatty yeah. McPatty. Mm. We got Moderna. And yep. so, you know, look at this. Okay. March of 2020. You can't even see the meltdown. <laughs> you can't even see it. This thing is a behemoth. Yeah. Now, wait, V, tell me, you know this answer. What products, and if, as a matter of fact, what jabs, if you will, had Moderna created before the pandemic, which one? That would be a massive goose egg. It was, <laughs> dude. It was a company based on white paper and and vaporware. Nothing. It was based on nothing. So so this company was created. Well, I can tell you if you look at the ticker, and I'm looking at uh, the data I have goes back to 2019. So I, I don't know if their IPO and I don't know if they went public in 2019. But I mean, usually if the data only goes back a couple of years on you know, NASDAQ, it's, it's pretty, <laughs> pretty low level stuff. Um, and all of a sudden we go March of 2020 in the meltdown at 24% up to the peak, which actually was in August of 20. Let's do, let's use the November so we can just stay consistent. We'll just talk about that. So we'll actually say early December, ah, November 30th, right? We're looking at 1100%. <laughs> now, yeah and if you happen to be somebody who still knows what's up then yeah you could have rode this thing all the way up to you know 3500 percent and you know in this particular time i mean i would have to you know i, I bet the dow might be up 60 percent. i don't know it's the dow is so flat here compared to it it's almost insignificant yeah so unbelievable you know Are so you that's i mean what do you think i mean does that that's pretty much demonstrates the pump and dump right Absolutely, man. If, and and if you go to the uh, and I, I, unfortunately we can't like zoom. Can you zoom in the screen exactly where you are right now? Where that oh, yeah. that big fat spike? Uh, wh like right here, this spike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got there you. you go. Zoom in there, dude. At at that candle, right. Go to the left a little bit. Right there. You touched it. Go back down. This candle. Down. No, the other one. The one you were at before. One more down. One, right there. That would be the price I would have sold at. I would have jumped out of Moderna right there, right there. And, it, yep. and 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 I think most people are because here's the thing: historically, when you look at companies that have only one skew, how old do they? Do? How old do they? Do? <laughs> they only sell one product. Well, yeah, they're not terribly diversified as to their uh, to their work product, are they? Not at all. And this no. is the whole entire thing. It, it, it's. The next question becomes, you know, how many people in Congress have been lobbied and paid off by these pharma, big pharma companies? And how many of them have gotten insider trading tips from Moderna? Because that's the real tell here, because it, it's incredible. I mean, the way Moderna shot up is, is, is like a, an altcoin in the heydays of ICO. <laughs> it's like an altcoin in the days of the ICO craze, man. Well, yeah, there's that, or you could uh, compare it to money, uh, penny stocks. Oh I mean, it's God, just, yeah. you're talking about like, I mean, penny stocks are basically mostly scams, uh, you know, reverse mergers and just ways of, of cranking up the price. And um, so anyway, you have one product, one SKU. It, it, this basically looks to me, and again, none of this is financial advice, blah, 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 blah. This looked to me like a special purpose vehicle. Just basically, it's it's a company that got thrown together. Um, now, I'll send you some other stuff, V, if you're interested. They actually have evidence that so many years ago, Moderna was actually noted as the company that was going to save the world. I, it was like, I don't know. I don't want to – it's not my my uh, area of expertise, but I'll see if I can get the data and send it to you. And, and it looks like Moderna may have been chosen a long time ago just for this purpose. I, I, you know what? I've, I've heard the same thing. I think you're right. I would love to see that data when you get a chance to send it over. Last but not least – Crypto, since I have you on, I want to take advantage of this. BTC, baby. What are we looking oh, at? Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at it. I got J&J &J up there, but it's the same. It's similar to Pfizer, so we'll move on to Bitcoin. Um, so we'll just do a, just a quick look at what's happening in general. Is that what we want to see? Yeah. All right. We got that. All right. So let's go ahead and 
take this comparison off. Okay, so yeah, lots of excitement. Um, All-time high was broken last night. So all-time high was this peak right here. Uh, so what we're looking at here, and I'm going to go and make this a little easier to understand. Each one of these candles is one day's worth of price action, right? So back in uh, the 20th of October, the price on Coinbase went to 67000 and then we broke it last night. Um, I, was, I, I was crazy. I like to short uh, resistances. So I took a little short and I ended up taking a, something else afterwards because I get broke right through uh, last night and that was fun. Um, so we got the all-time high and uh, as far as momentum is concerned, let me bring up some tools and see if I can uh, make this a little legible. It kind of gets, it can get a little, little funky here, but uh, yeah, you know what? That's going to be too hard to see on the screen. I'm just going to leave that alone. Suffice it to say that metrically, there is just a ton of momentum and it's on the higher time frames. And what does that mean? Um, if you're looking at momentum on say like the weekly or even the monthly, and the monthly can be hard to look at unless you have some older data, but there is a ton of momentum. Um, and I like to use the stochastic uh, momentum. So basically, when the weekly is hot, you might have little retracements on the daily where price kind of goes back and looks for some liquidity and then you know goes back up. And right now, monthly, weekly, and even the daily, they're, they're hot, they're red hot. Um, I've got people saying 80,000. I got people saying 90,000. And the reality is, is that there is no effing way to know where it's going to top out. Um, to be reasonable about it, to try to say, do an estimate, what I will do is a fib extension and we'll just kind of have some fun with that. Because really the, the prior all-time high was like 20,000 and we're already at like more than triple that. So I'm just going to do a fib extension. Um, those are pretty safe. It, it might not call the top per se, but it might give a clue as to where the next break might be where price kind of takes a break because there are a lot of theories now that the old cycles may not apply anymore. Um, we have an ETF, but we probably would need a spot ETF. We don't have that yet in order to really, really take the price up to the moon. Um, but uh, suffice it to say, there's just a lot of adoption. So let's see here. A one-to-one -one would take us to 96, uh, 96,000. So that's basically from this point right here to that point right there or, well, I'm lying. We'll take it to this point here. So we're taking the bigger move and we could take it all the way up to right there. That's how that works. Okay. So that's right. I'm going to put some arrows to make this visible there, there, and there. So if we were really just to quick and dirty this, 96,000 is a really, like if price gets up there, I will personally take some profit off the table. Oh, I may put it, yeah. yeah, I may put it back on. And mind you, I, I actually, uh, you know, I rebalance all the way. I'm not, I'm always rebalancing. So you, know, you got a lot of people that don't do anything with the crypto. I rebalance. Um, but hey, look, you could 85, uh, six, so 85,000 ish. That's a really high, or, you know, maybe 86, 87. Those are really high, likely, highly likely levels of resistance based on Fibonacci. So price could actually head up here and then fall. Um, and then of course, 75,000. I bet you 75 is going to be where price hangs out and consolidates. Yeah. And I think I, it's going to go I up to that like as well. Well, my sources are telling me, man, we're looking for a major run-up. So 96, 97, is, especially around the 96 ballpark is, is what we're looking at. It's looking really strong there. And I think come March, is going to be a drop. And I think that drop is going – we're going to probably look at like 70,000, 75,000, definitely where it's at, man. So it makes sense, bro. It and makes last sense. thing and, to – you and I didn't talk before this, so hey. No, actually, our, our numbers tend to line up. Um, and you have the, uh, you know, you got the baseball for the, just for the audience's information. Like I have used V and his information as a bit of a backdrop. And it's always like, n rarely has it not worked out. Let me put it to you that way. Um, so that he's the real deal. I use technicals, right? So I'm using what you see on the chart. Uh, but V actually comes in with info like, Hey, this is happening. That's happening. And so far it's always been the real deal. So just a quick uh, one of those. And the last thing I'll say, um, without being prompted is that when the run-up happens, you're looking at what, for me, the clue is a blow off top. And what that means, the clue to the end of the big run, right? So if I think, if I want to have an idea that the big run is done, I'm looking for what's called a blow off top. And a blow off top is where price, if I can find my, my path here, price kind of heads up, heads up. I'll make this a little more visible. Give me a second. Heads up. And then 
skyrockets really, really hard, like in one day and then falls really hard and then comes back up and then just kind of goes like this. So let me turn this arrow a different color. Oh, son of a B. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Now I'm totally screwing it all up. Okay. Let's just do this one more There's time. There's no cussing allowed on this channel. Crypto, son of a bee. Hey man, I'm going to have a kid soon. <laughs> I, I gotta, you know, I gotta, I gotta do that thing where you're polite and you don't know, curse. Cause we don't want baby Bato to, to have some bad uh, cursing. Yeah. All right. So anyway, let's see if I can do this and then I'll hop off the soapbox here. Done. All right. Forget about it. Price goes up high. <laughs> forget about it. Price goes up really high, like really fast. You're going to know it. It's just going to be like, holy crap, it's gone up 5% in two minutes. It's gone up 20% in one minute. All right. That's when it gets ridiculous. And then I think it, it should snap down hard, come back up, and then float around around that you know 70. And th that's when the altcoins are going to do their thing. And so that's the way the cycle works. And that's the way it's worked in the past. So that's the way it may work this time. And uh, that's what I got for you. Crypto, thank you so much for joining us, bro. You are, once again, the man, the Sar of the technicals himself, the Mafia Don of the charts, the one and only Sicilian Stallion Crypto Cowboy. Thank you, sir. Hey, all you got to do is you just got to make sure you take profits when you think the top is in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Go right, guys. Now, do it. <laughs> no, do it. Kill me. Come on, kill me. <laughs> Dude, one of these days we got to do a show is just you and I doing impressions all day. <laughs> oh, I got, a, I got a Hulk Hogan waiting for you in the background. Yeah, the air, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say all of this to my arm brothers. When you're in and you're ready to go, the Hulkster will have your back the whole way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you, buddy. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. All right, folks. Get ready. We're going to get into it right now. We have the one. Did you, did you know, Siege? Did you know that we found Gavin Newsom? We did find it, but before we jump into that real quick, you know, V, in regards to the data that we went through yesterday and today, you know, tracking the the, the stock price, V, I can't, I can't understand. And again, it's a, another rogue first because you would think, V, you would think like the minds like Jim Rickards, who specifically built an entire company around tracking. You remember post 9-11, V, how like a, a year later they're like, look at all this stock price movement of all the airlines and, you know, what took place in the... You haven't heard, heard anything like at all in regards to stock price and what's been happening from, you know, any of these uh, security companies that were built around to monitor these things to look for unusual movement. You think that they would have captured this by now? No, they don't. Because what happens is this. It's like you, you look at guys and I have a great deal of respect for Jim Rickards. He's, he's a cool guy. Um, the problem is with a lot of guys who are in this game, especially a lot of the older dudes, man. They're just married to their paradigm. The thing with me is I'm looking at everything, right? I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at crypto. I'm looking at, you know, gold. I'm looking at metals. I'm looking at equities. I'm looking at bonds. I'm looking at ETFs. I'm looking at everything. And when I have it and I'm looking at everything and I'm looking at what specific powerful global economies are doing and powerful corporations and banks that are in those powerful economies and what they're doing, then you can kind of track what goes and what's happening. And this is why the track record that I've been putting out, it's been spot on. It's been event-driven. It's been spot on. And this is why it's like I laugh at guys who are like, D -d -d -d. I mean, think about it. When I said Dow 29,000, people thought I was crazy. Then I said Dow 35,000, people thought I was nuts. And now we're at Dow 36,000. I said Dow 40,000. And I've always put the caveat in, we're going to have a 40,000-point Dow, but it's going to be a monolith that casts its shadow on a broken and dilapidated physical economy. Because right. the only thing we have left is, the, is, is, is illusion. We're, going to, we're not going to crash down. We're going to pop up. Right. And the pharmaceuticals makes a, a lot of sense in terms of the, the next level of corruption. I mean – I mean, let's face it, like, you know, the years before that, who got the bailouts? Like the automobile industry, you know, the, the war-torn areas from Iraq to Afghanistan, you know, the military-industrial complex got their payouts, their big money. So, I mean, it makes perfect sense that Big Pharma came knocking, right? They're like, hey, you know what? We were told through Obamacare that, like, our stock was going to skyrocket and we we're going to make all this money off of everything that you guys promised in regards to universal health care. Where's our damn money? And now it's like, oh, boom, here you go. Here's, here, here's COVID. 
you know, here's your profit. Exactly correct. And and for the record, folks, look, if you've been following me since 2014 and 15, I've been saying down 29,000 going back then. I have it on record. 29,000, then 30,000, okay, and then 35, 36, we're heading to 40, you know, so that's where we're at. Um, we don't make anything in this country, and this is, this is one of the last industries we have left is the pharmaceuticals. So shifting gears real quick, we've discovered where in the world is Gavin San Diego. Where in the world is Gavin San Diego? Tell me where in the world is uh, Gavin San Diego. Uh, Siege, give the um, the Breitbart article right there real quick. There we go. Reveal Gavin Newsom skipped climate summit for billionaire oil heiress's wedding. California Governor Gavin Newsom skipped the Glasgow Climate Summit. You know what they discussed in the Glasgow Climate Summit, CJ? <laughs> I have I have verbatim the transcript. Are you ready? Okay. I'm going to read it out right, it. right now. Ready? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> As Greta Thunberg would say, blah, 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 blah. Speculation has surrounded Newsom's disappearance since October 27th when he received a jab shot boosting thingy. Despite announcing his plans to attend the summit on climate change, a key issue for Newsom, he canceled suddenly. Newsom's office cited family obligations but said nothing more. His wife, California First Lady Jennifer Sybil. Oh, my God, the last name Sybil. That's, that is your cue to run the other direction. Sybil. Yeah, think of the... Uh, Multiple personality person over there. Anyway, suggested in a now-deleted tweet that her husband may have been just in the office working. Sure, because he's such a darn diligent worker. The Patrick Bateman of politics himself. It now appears that family obligations involve the Getty family, the oil dynasty to which Newsom has close family ties. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there it is. And, and, and CJ, if you could blow up that Twitter thing where the one and only Nancy Pelosi Okay, Nancy Pelosi officiating this wedding. This woman who's uh, just unbelievable. So the Getty heiresses, the, 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 yeah, got, got married. I mean, what is this woman? She has like a dead bouquet. What kind of bouquet is that? What the hell's up with that dress? I don't know, man. Things like that. God, man, that thing is ugly. This is a, a, um, a, a shell of a woman marrying a, a, a man who is completely filled with soy. You can you can see the soy like features in this in this young man, but it is what it is. Anyway, Nancy Pelosi officiated it, and the wedding took place on Saturday with Newsom in attendance and Speaker of the House, our village town drunk herself, Nancy Pelosi. Is she a tranny? Was there? Who is she a tranny? The the girl? No, she's not a tranny. Kid. Oh, she looks like a guy. Nah, she just has a, she just have a very strong uh, jawline, but no, no, that's not a tranny. I mean. Right. Who knows these days? Like a tranny. Dice. Nah. <laughs> Dice says, I'm going to fuck him up when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding took place on Saturday, okay? Vogue reported that inside Ivy Getty's fantasy wedding weekend in San Francisco, which she'll be probably divorced in about six months or so, artist and model Ivy Love Getty, never even heard of this woman, the great-granddaughter of J. Paul Getty and one of the heiresses to the oil fortune he amassed, married a photographer, Tobias Alexander Engel, in a ceremony officiated by the Speaker of the House, Nancy Flusey, at the City Hall in San Francisco. The bride first met her groom through a family member, and they eventually ran into each other again at the Paris Fashion Week. I saw this cute guy who was taking photos of this event, and of me, he, she remembers. I naturally went over, and we started talking quickly. We realized that we had met before, a year before, and now together we are climate crusaders. Yes. Anyway, that's where Gavin Gruesome was. Gruesome was there. And the other thing is this. If you look at it, go to that Substack article. This is by Steve Kirsch. Okay, Kirsch has some really good sources. And um, here's the thing. It is rumored okay, that Gavin Newsom is out of sight since getting his, his juicer shot, his, uh, his, his cooster shot. Okay, we'll just call it the cooster. On the 27th, because... He, he developed Bell's palsy, or closely related but more serious condition, Guillain-Barre. My man Velez was breaking down to us exactly what Guillain-Barre does. It locks up your muscles, and it's a slow and debilitating death if you're not treated properly. Okay, It's pretty bad. Okay, Guillain-Barre. 
This can happen within hours after getting his booster, so making it perfect sense. This explains why nobody has seen him in public since he got the shot. Anyway, who anyone who saw him would instantly know. Now, November 9th, almost two weeks later, he is scheduled to live stream at 11.45 a.m. on the California Economic Summit per this article. Now, this is going to be interesting, Siege. We're going to find out. Does Gavi have a frozen face from Bell's palsy? Which probably he does, right? And maybe they'll say, well, it was a bad reaction to Botox, that his face is paralyzed. Maybe they would put a deep fake of a face on him. That's also a possibility. Maybe the live stream is pre-recorded, like the things that he talks about, right? And everybody's going to jump on, and a pre-recorded video with a deep fake Gavin could be on there. It's a possibility, folks. It's a possibility, right? But that is the latest from this guy. Now, it is my hope, Siege, my most uttermost hope, that something tragic and terrible has happened to Mr. Gruesome himself. I hope that he does have Bell's palsy. I hope he does have Guillaume Barre. I hope so, right? Because he's evil personified. This is a psychopath. This is a man without a soul or a conscience. He revels and gets high off the suffering of everyday people. He is a man that has destroyed tens of thousands of small businesses. He is a man that has destroyed hundreds of thousands of households in California. I have no compassion for evil like the Patrick Bateman of politics, Gavin Newsom. Folks, you have to understand, Gavin Newsom is simply a pen stroke away from a Hitler. Gavin Newsom is simply a crisis away. I'm, I'm talking about the personality of somebody like a Newsom. Is a crisis away from a Stalin, a Mao, a Mussolini, a Hitler. There's no difference. I don't care. The only reason why he smiles and the only reason why he doesn't have, he is a man who lusts for power, like most American politicians. They have this ephemeral desire, right, to rule, to become president, right? They love these titles and they clamor for it. And I believe it was Washington, one of our founding fathers, who said it best be careful of the man who yearns to become president. Maybe it was Lincoln, I'm not sure. But the point is there. Because it's one thing that somebody says, you know what, I'm going to become president, and I'm going to take this job because it seriously needs to get done. The country needs to get turned around. The country needs to get saved. So I'm going to do my level best, and I'm going to leave this office and this nation better than when I found it. That's one thing. It's somebody who goes ahead to fix a problem, who begrudgingly goes in there and be like, you know what, I'm going to have to take it. A guy like Trump, like him or hate was he perfect? Hell no. But he had a better life prior to doing this, where thousands of his friends were like, what the hell are you doing? You're a multi-billionaire. You have a great brand. Why are you doing this? He could have quietly went off into the, into the night, lived a great life. And since then, he's lost a considerable amount of money. His brand has been considerably hurt, uh, you know, hurt internationally. That's an example. But we don't have guys like that anymore. We have guys like Newsom, a psychopath. Cuomo. You know, if there was no rules, Cuomo would be raping women in his office. Cuomo, there's no difference from a Cuomo and a, and a Uday Hussein. Remember Hudai and Kusay, you, you know, Hussein, the, the sons of Saddam? Yeah, they had a nice gun collection. They had a great gun collection. And you know what they also did? They'd drive around town. They saw a, a good-looking girl. They'd just grab her off the street and rape her. And we all heard the story of, uh, of, of uh, Udai hanging out at a pool at a, at a, at a, at a high-end hotel in Iraq in Baghdad. And all of a sudden, there's some newlyweds hanging out at the pool. What did he do? He took the wife, the, the newlywed wife, raped her, and then threw her husband out the window from, like, the 23rd floor or something like that. Don't, you, don't think for one second that American politicians are above that. 
They're exactly like that. You have to understand, the only thing that constrains the psychopaths is the rules and the laws we have. And that system is a system that is being thwarted, circumvented, and broken down on a daily basis. On a daily basis. See, once you understand that government is good for nothing, that is filled with nothing but the most criminal elements that you can imagine, the most craven, selfish, self-serving, low-IQ MFers you've ever encountered. And the only thing that they're good at is stealing and killing. And as soon as you understand that and you take it deep into heart, then you begin to understand the entire playbook. Then you begin to understand the entire plan. And then, my friends, you start taking appropriate measures and steps because you don't look to it as, oh, this is your friend. It's your enemy. Look at the Kyle Rittenhouse case. See, bring that up real quick. Kyle Rittenhouse is going to go free. Okay? If anything, they'll probably ding him on some gun charges. That's the possible outcome. But at this point, the state's witness, and folks, let's be honest here, the only reason why there is even a trial is because this is politicized. And every leftist out there is fomenting at the mouth, wanting the Kenosha kid to hang. And so yesterday, the the prosecutor brings in its his, the, the, their very best, their absolute very best witness. This guy named Gage uh, 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 Guckenhaus, or whatever his name is, who was an Antifa head honcho at the Antifa. Remember, the FBI tells us that Antifa is just an idea, right? It's an idea. <laughs> no, it's not your idea, FBI. It's not an idea. Antifa is your boys. They work for you, you bunch of glowworms. They work for you. Breaking. Prosecutor hangs head in shame. A star witness admits that he was only shot after pointing gun at Kyle Rittenhouse. It wasn't until you pointed your gun, the defense attorney was asking Gage uh, Grosskreutz, right? Grosskreutz, right? Asking him. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him with your gun, now your hands down, pointed at him, that he fired, right? And the idiot, and this is what's so stupid about the, the prosecution, maybe you shouldn't bring on the idiot leader of, of Antifa. Maybe you should know that when you deal with people who are confused and when they think there's three million genders, and when you're dealing with people who are so confused and so stupid that they actually think Che Guevara is a freedom fighter, where they think communism is such an ideal to be ascribed to, maybe you shouldn't bring a low IQ moron into trial. What did you expect? What did you expect, oh great prosecutors of, of Kenosha? What did you expect? You roll out a moron and the moron throws you under the bus and the moron thinks he's doing a noble thing. The moron thinks he doesn't say, he didn't say anything bad. Gage Grosskreutz, the Antifa-affiliated writer who serves as a prosecution star witness, and this is the best they could do, right? Star witness in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial admitted under questioning by the defense that he was only fired upon by Rittenhouse after he had advanced on the teen, dropped his hands, and pointed his weapon at Rittenhouse. And we've seen this guy. We've, seen, we've all seen the video of the Kenosha kid blowing the bicep off this idiot. Now, you know, this guy, Grukenhaus, whatever his name is, already had small biceps because he's most likely a, a soy-consuming vegan. So his upper body strength has already been naturally compromised. So what little bicep he had, maybe he had 12-inch biceps, right? Maybe he had 11-inch arms. Kyle Rittenhouse blew his right bicep clean off, vaporized. It was beautiful. I've seen the photos of it. It was wonderful. He should have aimed it about, a, you know, about, about 12 inches to the right. It would have took him right, right in his head. It, was, it would have been perfect. But... God knows all, and God sees all, and God has his plan. So God kept Gage Grokroots, whatever his name is, we'll just call him Gage. God made sure that this Antifa moron, this godless, soulless, 
cretin who is the equivalent of chewing gum under your feet. This guy, this kid, Gage. He made sure that this soy boy was kept alive. And why did God keep the soy boy alive? So the soy boy can stand in front of the entire world. So the soy boy could look into the TV cameras and absolutely derail the state's prosecution against an innocent teen. And the reason why I bring out this case and why it matters is this. CJ, guess which law enforcement agency has literally 70,000 hours of tape, of video, in high definition, okay, from that day? Guess, just take a guess which government agency has that, CJ. Okay, I guarantee it's probably the FBI. Oh, you hit the nail on the head. And CJ, do you know what happened to all that thousands of hours of video? No, it's probably gone by now. <laughs> FBI in court said they lost it. Isn't that convenient? Isn't that convenient? They just lose it. Uh, we, 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 we lost it. So you have thousands of hours of high-definition video, even drone footage, which was shown in the courtroom. They had drone footage with night vision where you see Rittenhouse running with these Antifa nut jobs fully, fully fueled up on soy lattes chasing him, right? Chasing him before they got dropped like a bad habit. They have it. And they didn't release it. They said they lost it. Isn't this the time that... Look, look it's, it's, it's one thing. We had Ruby Ridge. It's one thing we had Waco. It's one thing that we had the 1993 World Trade Center bombings, where the FBI cooked the bombs, trained the guys, the whole nine yards. It's another thing when, when more news comes out about the, uh, what is it called, the, 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 the Dangerous Seven, the, the, uh, you know, the, the seven most dangerous, uh, you know, they try to pull off the, the, you know, the, the Chicago Seven. That's what it was, right? It's another thing to have the Newburgh Five, the Ch Chicago Seven, and all these guys, these terrorists that these idiots are creating. It's another thing to have a Governor Whitmer kidnap plot where 12... Out of the 15 guys were a bunch of glowworms. They're all FBI informants. And now we have key defense evidence that Rittenhouse is 100% innocent. And because this is a politicized trial, what did the FBI do? Uh, we lost it. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. CJ, who's house was raided yesterday morning by the FBI. No, oh, Project uh, Veritas, James O'Keefe. Bingo! And what did O'Keefe have? I don't think he had anything. Just his it, personal device. Yeah, he had nothing. But he was, he had supposedly Joe Biden's daughter's diary. Which has been leaked online, by the way. And what do we learn from Joe Biden's daughter's diary? <laughs> what do we learn? Did you did you hear about the siege? Yeah, I did. Yeah, accusations of, of uh, him inappropriately uh, touching her. Oh yeah, there were they they took showers together. Joe Biden and his daughter take showers together. Like how? What the what? That's just weird. No man does that. Then on top of that, we all her writings, she, she talks about how much she's a sex addict now and a drug addict and all sorts of messed up. All kinds of damaged goods. So let me get this straight. Not only are, is Freaky Boys International have a multi-decade history of false flags and, and uh, political malfeasance and all sorts of chicanery and fraud and and corruption. But now they're raiding political enemies for personal diaries. CJ, if you were to call up the local sheriff's office or the police department and said that your diary was stolen and a guy named V stole your di diary and he's going to he's going to he's going to proclaim all your secrets online 
What do you think the sheriff and the police are <laughs> going to do? Good, good luck with that. <laughs> they will laugh your. They will laugh at you, right? They will laugh their ass off and hang up. They'll probably think you're a mental patient. They'll probably do a wellness check in your house to make sure that you haven't you haven't hurt yourself with sharp objects, <laughs> right? But here we have twenty four. I mean, these, here you have the entire Project Veritas journalists, reporters, and James O'Keefe himself getting SWAT teamed in the morning by FBI over a diary. Does this drug-using whore of a bitch have any state secrets? No. Does this drug-using, broken, mentally incapacitated whore of a bitch have any national security uh, information in there? No. But what does she have? Damaging information about Hunter Biden, his affairs with his sister-in-law, and then after he had an affair with his sister-in-law, he boinked the sister-in-law's sister, and then had uh, then he was caught sexting his uh, 14 or 15-year-old niece. She has information on all that. Incredible. And the FBI covers it up. Rittenhouse. Biden Diaries. The Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot. Ruby Ridge. Waco. 93 World Trade Center bombings. The list goes on and on. And let's not forget January the 6th. Where 14,000 minutes of video is also missing. Let's not forget about Ray Epps from January the 6th, who is nothing but a sheep-dipped glowworm. See, did you see the, uh, I think it was uh, that kid from uh, Turning Point, what's his name, Charlie Kirk, he was at some sort of uh, speaking venture? I don't think so. Uh-uh. And, and, and and some guy in the, cl- uh, in the crowd is like, he stands up, this guy's such a fucking fed. People are in the audience are screaming, fed, 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 fed. This guy gets up. He goes, uh, so, you know, everything you say, uh, when are we going to start shooting these people? Huh? When are we going to start killing these people? <laughs> Charlie goes, like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I disavow what you say. And no, that's not what we do. But these are the glowworms. And it's so freaking obvious. It's so freaking obvious. Feds, all of them. Feds, feds, feds. But that's what happens in the great state of the United States. Hmm. This is what exceptional stand does. If we are not a third world country, if you don't think that we don't have our version of the SAVAK, people are like, well, we got to be careful of the national police. They're trying to nationalize police. Don't worry about it. We already have a nationalized police. It's called the FBI. And they are pointed at any sort of political opponent. The FBI, the CIA, every single one of these alphabet agencies in the United States need to get disbanded. And I'm telling you right now, folks, we should not, we should only vote for people that are not only going to take on the Fed, okay, the Federal Reserve, that are not only going to take on Democrats, and that are not only going to take on critical race theory, not only going to take on uh, all the woke crap that's out there. But now our collective anger, our collective angst, and our fury should be focused on candidates who are going to go there and perform. Look, Yunkin got in Virginia, but I'll tell you right now, people in Virginia, you better hold that man's feet to the fire. Because the first sign of a globalist move by Yunkin, you make sure you yank him out of there. You you make his life a living hell. You show up to his house. You show up to where his kids go to school. You show up everywhere. You hold signs. You protest them. You make it a living hell for him until he does what's best for the people of Virginia. And we need to do that with every single candidate. Because remember what Benjamin Franklin said. It's a republic if you can keep it. And it's for a vigilant and upright citizenry. We got the keep it part. We all remember that quote, but we kind of glaze over the Vigilant part. 
It's time to be vigilant, folks. And then every single politician that you elect going forward, you make sure they're not only focused on the woke stuff and the left stuff, but they're focused on dismantling the CIA, focused on dismantling the FBI. These agencies need not exist. You know why, CJ? Do you know why? Because they're filled with lawyers. They're filled with lawyers. They're filled with Yale and Harvard graduated lawyers. And they're all woke. And they're all left. And they're all socialists. They're all closet commies. You want to talk about the system being purged? You got to, you, you, you have, it's enough rhetoric. It's enough talk. It's got to go all the way. It's got to go all the way. Last but not least, CJ, I don't know if you know this or not, but roads are racist. Did you know that? Roads are racist. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> roads are booty juice. Booty juice is done breastfeeding. He's been breastfeeding his child for two months. He's a he's a breastfeeding person. Did you not know that? That booty juice he's is got the fake, yeah, he's got the fake, fake, fake breast. The uh... oh yeah. He's you know, this is great. Sick. Sick. In some parts of the world it'll be considered an abomination. But over here, it's so tolerant. It's so loving. It's so trendy. It's so liberal. It's so trendy. Booty Juice has said a money laundering scheme known as the infrastructure bill. A boondoggle that will put money back into the hands of those special interests. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said the highway designs in this country are racist and claimed that the new infrastructure bill will help fix it. This guy's a fucking moron. Buttigieg was asked about the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was passed by Congress last week during an interaction with reporters on Monday, and he was also questioned about his plans to deconstruct racism that was built into the road. I had no idea, man. You know, every time I got stuck in the Cross Bronx coming from West Side Highway out of the, out of the city, and the Cross Bronx is always traffic, man. You are you are stuck on the Cross Bronx for hours. I remember one time I drove my car, and I was leaving the Wall Street area. I was leaving Washington, you know, the area near Washington Square Park, Wall Street, and whatnot, and heading back home. And that was the day I decided to, to drive. And I got caught. It was like four something. I'm like shit. So I left the, I, I left the parking garage at four. Hey, V, you still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got cut out. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that was weird. The audio dropped about right. three seconds. What was, what was the last thing you... Uh... In your car. You're in your car. All right, cool. Hold on. Yeah, when I was in my car coming out of uh, New York City when I was working down there, and I got caught on the West Side Highway getting to, getting to the Cross Bronx, right? I got... And I'm sitting there. I leave at like 4 or 4.30, and I get home around 7 p.m. That is the typical... New York City commute, right? I never knew, see, sitting there for hours in traffic, that that was racist. I didn't know that, dude. I didn't know that. Did you know that, Siege? Hey, you can't do that, V. That's just wrong. That's it's just wrong, wrong, man. It's racist. I didn't realize when I was cruising down the LIA, the Long Island Expressway, that that was, that road was built with racist intent. And what's the reason for the racist intent? This, uh, this is so sick. Like, you got to be a low IQ moron to believe any of this crap, right? He said this. He says, uh, surprised that some people were surprised when I pointed out to the fact that if the highway was built for the purpose of dividing white and black neighborhoods, or if an underpass was constructed, listen to this shit. This is a yuppie from South Bend, Indiana. He has no idea. He's never been in New York City. He doesn't know jack shit about New York, right? Listen to this moron. It, it kind of boils me to the, to the core. If I pointed to the fact, okay, or if an underpass was constructed such that a bus carrying mostly black and Puerto Rican kids to a beach or that would have been in New York was designed too low for it to pass by, that obviously reflects racism that went into those design choices. I'm going to smack the shit out of this guy. I'm going to smack him so hard he's going to turn straight, bro. 
I'm going to hit him so hard he's going to turn straight. Let me explain something to you. I guarantee you Pete Booty Juice never met a single Puerto Rican in his life, period. Period. Or as the Ricans would say in New York, punto final. There is not a single look. Jones Beach, Orchard Beach. Um, the, 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 all the beaches in New York. There's not a single highway, byway, overpass that a bus cannot pass through in New York. What the hell are you talking about, booty juice? This is New York. This isn't West Bumble Hoo-Ha, Alabama, man. This is out in the sticks in the middle of nowhere in Wyoming. You're talking about the largest city in America. Population 20 million. And he's saying that there's not a bus that could pass an overpass to take blacks and Puerto Ricans to the beach? You kidding me, dude? Have you been to Orchard Beach? Nope. Have you been to the Long Island Sound? Nope. Have you been to Jones Beach? Nope. Have you been to Far Rockaway? Nope. But Booty Juice is going to make that comment because he knows that dumb white liberals who don't know nothing, who live in an alternate reality, would believe him. And that's why he says these comments. So dumb, virtue-signaling white liberals could feel good about themselves. New York has some of the most intricate highway and road systems in the entire country. Is it old? Yeah. Is it dilapidated? Yeah. Does it need a refreshing? Yeah. But it's not inaccessible. Access is never a question when you're talking about New York City infrastructure. It's all about age. It's all about building it up. Now, if I was somebody living in the city, guess what, man? I could take a bus. I could go to Main Beach in the Hamptons. I could go to Fire Island. I can, I, I can even go upstate. I can go to the Adirondack Beach. I can go to the Million Dollar Beach in the Adirondacks, right near Lake George. I go to Jones Beach. I go to Long Beach in Long Island. I go to Sandy Island Beach State Park in Oswego. I go to Sunset Bay Beach. I can go to any beach I want, man. I go to Coney Island in Brooklyn. I got no problems. Transportation is never an issue. But this lying sack of crap who spent two months on parental leave is going to tell you that we need this infrastructure bill because it's racist. Roads are racist. No. You are running a wealth extraction scheme, and you're trying to sell it to the people as if it's infrastructure. And you're telling some stupid abstract story that blacks and Puerto Ricans can't get to a beach in New York. Are you kidding me? This is insulting to me, man. Insulting to me. It's disgusting. They always paint minorities as stupid. They always paint minorities as incapable. They always paint minorities as some poor suckers who can't get anything done. And I'm sick of hearing that. Minorities are sick of hearing that. Like, wait a minute, what, what are you talking about? Oh, we need to, you know, we can't have voter ID laws because it's racist, because minorities don't have a, a voter ID. What are you talking about? Again, the white liberal who lives in suburbia or some upper uh, cross little bubble that they're living in has no idea that you can, there's not a city in this country that you can go to that nobody has photo ID. Everybody's got an ID. But the libtard repeats that angle because libtard believes that, that people of color are stupid and incapable. It is insulting. And this is why minorities and people of color need to leave the Democratic Party in droves. I'm CJ. I don't know what I'll do, man. If it wasn't for the Democratic Party helping me up, because remember what Barack Obama said: I didn't build that; somebody else did. That's right. That's right. You didn't build that; somebody else did. Now, if, if, if uh, government didn't build the roads, how are you going to get to work? We did that. You didn't build that business; somebody else did.
Thank God. Thank God, CJ, that, that a white libtard was there to help me out. Thank God when when um you know I was coming up in New York and I had nowhere to turn, the white libtard was there and he taught me everything I knew and 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 he opened all the doors for me and I didn't have an ID to to to, to register to vote and I, I didn't know what to do about health care and any of these other things that I needed to do. And, and the white libtard was there to teach me. The libtard taught me how to get online and how to use email and, and all these other things, CJ. And the white libtard was there also to, to teach me how to use a smartphone. I'm so thankful to the white libtard. For without the white libtard, I'd be lost. It's insulting. Folks, I pray for the day, and I yearn for the day, that the far leftist liberal can barely even show his face in public. I live for the day that his ideology is so stupid and so ridiculed and so made fun of that he doesn't even express his ideas in public anymore because it's that, that ridiculous. But the ideologies become fringe. That's what I pray for. Anyway, Siege, your thoughts? Nope, nothing to add, V. We're good. And with that being said, folks, we are at the end of the show. And make sure you subscribe, like, comment, and share. And with that being said, El Cuco, take it away. <laughs>